Hey, I want to improve the searchability of my Google Photos as much as anyone. But have we really thought through the cultural implications of facial recognition? And do you really want to get behind the wheel of a car that drives itself, especially since Auburn engineers have now shown how easily deep neural networks can be tricked into thinking that just some random yellow and black lines are a school bus and stuff like that? Frankly, I think we should embrace a little more real intelligence in our pursuit of artificial intelligence. Can I get an ain win? Well, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. It, it looks something like this. Oh. 1.21 gigawatts. What the hell is a gigawatt? <laughs> You're listening to the Hashtag Getting Podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. Hello and welcome once again to Hashtag Getting, the greatest podcast in all of higher education. My gosh, I think we're going on six or seven months here. Let's uh, let's do a shout out and a thanks to all the listeners we have. I mean, we are all uh, across the world. We check. I know we're looking at that heat map and it is just blowing up in like the coolest places on the globe. I just thought it was my parents listening for the I know. Longest I know for the longest time. I don't know how, but, but there's a lot of folks listening and we really appreciate it. So please keep it up. Share it around. And uh, I'm Jeremy Henderson, by the way communications and uh, specialist communications and marketing specialist i think that says it on the door and uh for the samuel ginn college of engineering's communications and marketing office joined as always by my co-host austin phillips acting director of uh, aforementioned office and all that jazz and we got marcus klutz over here on the keys confused look on his face once again and we are joined today that's <laughs> just his face he's just looking he's just Twisting those knobs That's like nobody's business, yeah. just trying to tweak. Anyway, we are joined today by someone you most likely have heard of if you read the internet these days, because your name, Ain Wynn, Assistant Professor of Computer Science and Software Engineering, you are the new thing. You are the hip kid on the corner right now, at least in this little pocket of tech talk about AI, deep learning, Every few months, we'll have some professor come out, and they're just being, you know, any story on their chosen or in their particular field or anything, they are getting cited, their research is getting cited, or they're being interviewed, and that seems to be what's happening right now in the Ain Win world. Am I wrong? Thank you, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, am that's I wrong? a lot to live up to. I mean, am I wrong? It seems like that's like, I mean, you're getting a lot of phone calls lately. Or emails, at least. <laughs> yeah, I get a bunch of uh, email requests for research or for um, press uh, coverage. I mean, recently, it just seems like that that's been going on like a lot. And I didn't know, I mean, is there, I mean, they're just, I don't know, we're, we're just seeing stories. You know, we have our searchers, our feelers out all, all over the place. And we just keep seeing, uh, you know, your name pop up and all these stories about deep learning. Now we've got these, uh, what are they called, deep fake videos and folks are reaching out to you about that, and they're yeah, let's you know. talk about. It. That's what I want to hear about. I so, want to hear some of that. Well, so so I guess just talk in general about the stuff that you do because you've been here for two years now, I think. So the stuff that you're doing, and then I guess it's it just seems to be again a a, a hot button kind of issue or a hot topic right now, te- technologically or tech wise. So talk about what you do. Yes, so I've been here since fall seventeen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, my research has been in. Understanding what the technology called artificial intelligence or deep learning is about, how it works, and then how we can improve it further. Okay. Well, so how I, 
How how does it work? Uh, because when I when you first started hearing about artificial intelligence, I mean, you're just thinking, okay, well, the machine. Jeremy's are, like, I can buy this I mean, I know, stuff. I, I can know. buy the intelligence. I, know, I had no idea. Is it, a, is it a plan? Is it a patch? <laughs> you know, you can put it in. Uh, but like, you know, you think about the robots taking over and everybody, you know, yada yada. And then it's just like, well, no, it's just these really intense algorithms and everything. And and. And so what what exactly are we even talking about when we say is it is that a misnomer in a certain sense? I mean is it you know artificial intelligence what are, what are we even talking about? Right. So AI or in short AI is a, just a piece of software that you run on your computer or run a robot or on a car and it controls your hardware. Let's say nowadays you can see self-driving cars it can drive you around the town. You see AIs in your phone that translate from English to Chinese. Um, AI is also powering Siri, the uh, voice functionality where you can talk to it and do a voice commands. So AI is, is everywhere. Um, well, how, how is that different though from a, you know, a, a pre AI computer program or something? I mean, how is it, is it just because it's more complex or something like, how is that even different? We, we, we weren't calling, I don't know, I mean, Galaga, the things are trying to kill you, right? I mean, it's the, you're playing against the machine in a, in a video game or something like that, right? I mean, Coach, like Coach Malzahn, <laughs> he, he would beg to differ. He's a Galaga man. You never, you never knew that? Man? Oh, man. Come well, on. No wonder I like oh, him. Yeah. No wonder I like him. Anyway, but like, in a, so what, why, why at this stage, what, what, what makes something artificial intelligence as opposed to artificial stupidity or something like that? Right. So, um, besides the, the question like that, <laughs> right. so the wave of this is this is the third wave of AI. They call it Renoise Sons of AI. Um, so this is a third version. It started in 2012. Mm -hmm. um, the main key is the algorithm was just like 30 years ago, but recently you have a lot more data, uh, like photos or text or videos from people uploading to the internet. So by gathering this data, we can starting to teach the machines to recognize, let's say, this is a penguin, this is a starfish, this is a car, right? So we teach these AI's agents by showing an input and example and the output a label. So by um, teaching the machine to assign the input to the output, just like teaching a kid, this is a car, right? Then... If you show it like millions of times over and over again, the AI starts to recognize what it means to be a car, what composes a car. And it can interestingly predict um, the new images of cars correctly. The new images of cars? So, so it's going to tell us what it's going to look like like in five years, what model Toyota is going to put out or something? It basically what they call generalizes to new examples hmm. like if you give it a new object now it can start to recognize it um, huh so when we talk about uh ai and cars you know that's a big one that um has dramatically changed just in the few past few years um it, you know i look to minority report the movie minority report you know i always thought that's the greatest thing he just gets in this car that's kind of a pod and it takes him where he's going to go drops him off knows where to go um you know how close are we 
to, for, to this kind of stuff being <laughs> to this kind of stuff being a reality, you know, some of the work that you're doing, how does that affect the things that we're seeing right now just already in cars in terms of uh, cars that are break, you know, braking assist that are aware of surroundings that give, you know, sensors go off if there's cars next to you around you. Um, Tesla, you know, Tesla's doing a lot of work right now in this area. So how some of your work correlate to what we're already seeing in vehicles? Right. So the current self-driving technology is around, uh, according to various predictions, around somewhere between 10 years to 30 years uh, where you can uh, just relax, read a book, and the cars will drive you to the place. So we are very, actually very close to it. Would you do it right now? Would you get in a Google car or something right now, close your eyes, take a nap, and hope for the best? So they're already running test drive around, and you could do that. But still, there are a lot of other issues. For example, you can only run in a scarce populated area mm-hmm. uh, in those type of tests. But if you just take a car and try to go to Beijing and hope it works, it's probably uh, too big of a stretch. <laughs> right, right. Okay. <laughs> what about some of the security concerns with that? Are, are you doing any work or collaborating any with uh, other faculty here that work in the cyber realm of how do we keep this stuff safe to where somebody can't? hack into your car and you think, okay, well, I can go ahead and take a nap and they just bear you off into the, into a ravine or a tree. Right. That's, that's interesting um, direction. I have not started looking into collaborating with people here about security side. I'm more working in the algorithmic um, reliability of the algorithms. Like how do you reveal the weaknesses of the algorithms? How do you improve it? Uh, of course, we have to worry about how people can exploit these weaknesses in different ways but uh i have not touched that area well kind of so along those lines and the reliability and and then i guess ways to exploit like if somebody you know if one of these self cars was like depending on the image recognition uh you know kind of algorithms that you're talking about and somebody threw some squiggly lines at it and all of a sudden it's thinking it's like a penguin in the road as opposed to a polar bear. I don't know. I'm I'm talking about this article that came out in the Horizons. Uh, you know, this is one of the things, one of the studies, I guess, that made uh, some uh, got some attention recently was that you had uh, were showing or a team, I guess, was showing maybe how easy it was to, unfortunately, easy to fool some of these things that maybe we we they weren't quite as uh, sophisticated as we thought because it was getting like even just twisting you know turning images slightly was making people think that vacuum cleric you know a computer that got a vacuum cleaner was a car or something like this and uh so yeah so talk about that a little bit some of the things that you've you've done to kind of uh, you know, troubleshoot, I guess. Is that the term? Troubleshoot? Yeah, I'll right. take it. Take it. Uh, you know, the reliability, like you were talking about. Right. So this is an interesting era where, like, in contrast to 30 or 50 years ago, like, none of these AIs actually work on real-world problems. But nowadays, you can just take a giant neural networks, what it's representing AIs nowadays, and give them a lot of data and examples, and teach it by showing the examples, it will learn to do different tasks for you. Um, so nowadays, it's a norm that these uh, AIs actually can solve real-world problems. So we have to look at the exceptions when they fail, right? So my research, part of my research focus is revealing and understanding when and how these AIs fail 
Um, we show in 2015 that um, although these models, they work very well uh, around 80% accuracy, if you show it in picture, it can correctly label it. Let's say a penguin or a car or a remote control, 80% uh, correctly. So we show that actually you, <coughs> you can easily fool it by um, showing a bunch of, uh, synthesize a bunch of human unrecognizable garbage images, mm -hmm. like the patterns that make no sense to humans. But computers would uh, label with near certainty confidence to be something like penguin, remote control, or a car. So the implications of that is, although it works very well on uh, real examples, you can show some nonsensical examples and it starts to misbehave. So someone could, you can imagine, wear these uh, uh, weird patterns on their shirts and then run across the street and another self-driving cars can start to misbehave. Mm -hmm. So how do we fix that? So, get on it, Aang. <laughs> fixing these are very good questions. Uh, so far, this is a problem that it's easy to show the. This is a question where it's easy to show the problems, but nobody has a good fix. Um, other than just, uh, if that is a what you call fooling patterns, the um, patterns that makes the neural nets misbehave, the the only way to um, ameliorate the problem is to add that to the training set mm -hmm. basically show to the network again hey this is a bad <laughs> example right. remember it but so next time it will not make the same mistake again but we're always going to have these bad examples right i mean we're all, we can always just throw something at it hmm i don't know if i trust it where are you from originally originally from vietnam from vietnam yes. okay uh what brought you to the states uh i my story is interesting um Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be up to our uh, listeners. We'll be the judge of that. <laughs> uh, I was working as a software engineer in uh, Singapore for uh, Bosch, the, the German mm -hmm. uh, power tools company. Okay. And now they do automotive and many other stuff. Mm -hmm. um, for a few years then, um, me and my wife, we both worked for Bosch. And then we thought, ah, maybe we want to upgrade our career. Maybe let's go get a master. So she went and get a master from the University of Wyoming. So I was merely... okay. Oh, cowboys. Uh, <laughs> cowboy, yes. Um, so I merely just follow her. I tag along. <laughs> Isn't that the story of most men? Love it. Yep. Mm -hmm. To Wyoming. So I follow her. I did not know what to do. So I just follow. But then... Uh, You're like an algorithm here. <laughs> artificial intelligence. Just... just <laughs> Just following whatever it says, just going, going with it. Okay, I see why. I see why you got into the field. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So you're over. So you're in Wyoming, and then you're like, "Oh, this looks cool." Right. So then I um, accidentally met my PhD advisor mm -hmm. uh, later to be PhD advisor. Then he uh, got me into this artificial intelligence, and he uh, sparked the interest of AI in me. And I joined his lab to do a PhD. Um, for uh, since 2014. Okay. And then I 17 summer I graduated. Yeah. Well, have you always had a passion for computing, uh, dealt with computers, video game, you know, any of that stuff? Has that always been a passion of yours? I think I started uh, programming since uh, the sixth or seventh grade. Awesome. Yeah. What do you think of Auburn? It's been nearly two years now, or no, two and a half years, something like that. So what do you, what do you think? Yeah, I think Auburn is great. Auburn is a great city. Uh, I personally do not like uh, big cities like Atlanta or New York or Bay Area. 
So I really, well, really enjoying. Well, now Wyoming, Wyoming is it in Laramie? Laramie, Laramie. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is kind of a big city compared to that, isn't it? <laughs> That's true. Or is Laramie bigger? I don't know. I think it's like one of the biggest in Wyoming, isn't it? So there's about a hundred. There's like yeah. yeah. <laughs> in 2010, there was yeah, a hundred. So I don't know what the latest say, numbers are. The Jones are. family did have a couple <laughs> kids since then. So yeah. Well, uh, what uh, we sometimes we ask folks about movies on here. Is there a certain movie? Do you like movies? I don't know if you watch movies. Do you like movies? Yeah, sometimes. Yes. Do you like? Is there a certain movie that, in your mind, kind of best reflects what you think the future? may soon look like thanks to this kind of technology austin mentioned minority report we're just going to be hopping in our pod cars or doing whatever and uh, i had some plot issues with that movie i don't like talking well, about it. well I, I mean some of the stuff uh, you know and it really the uh, recognition the advertisement we're already seeing that on facebook or wherever you go on the internet where we'll sit there and say hey we talked about something you get an ad for it to where they would walk past the billboards and it would say hello jeremy would you yeah. like to buy some slim gems you right, know right. And, and it's just amazing that okay we're already yeah we're already kind of there yeah, the I mean, it's, all, it's already doing that is there one for you like that a movie that you're kind of like hey they may be onto something there i i have watched minority report but uh, aside from that i don't recall something that i would think would be the future what about the terminator herbie <laughs> yeah <laughs> which i gotta go see that new mm-hmm. one i, I just Do noticed that that was coming out um I, i'm a big I watch 60 Minutes news program uh, um, every week, and they had one on recently of how the Chinese are really using the facial technology recognition in everything that they do. Um, and what I think is so interesting is is here, you know, when we talk about oh, Facebook is watching or they're or they're listening to us when right. when you got your computer up, we're worried about that. The Chinese aren't worried about that at all because it's been a part of their life for their entire lives. So it's just okay. Well, that's expected. Our government's doing the exact same thing. What are some of the, what are some of the advantages of having more and more of this facial recognition technology? And what are some of the pitfalls of things that okay we may need to worry about? Well, Google Photos has really come a long way for me. I mean, personally, as yeah. a big photo fan, right? Yeah, you just get to, it, it just gets everybody. Right, right. Young old Jer, young Jer, it's. Everywhere. I know, I know. You know, one of our expert answers. You, you had a example of you know some of the school systems in China. I mean, they're using facial rec- recognition technology to take attendance. You know, that's taking less time for the teachers to have to do that because it's just going ahead and as they right. come in, it knows who you are. So, so what are some of the advantages of, of of our country really adopting that and doing more of it? And then what are some of the pitfalls that okay, these are the things that we need to watch out for? From the uh, government's uh, uh, point of view, then of course, if you apply this facial recognition technologies, <laughs> it would automate the tracking um, process. It would be much faster and much more accurate, and even otherwise impossible than manually tracking people. So I think for both security and um, uh, point of view, it would be uh, more reliable. Um, however, everything has, uh, there's no free lunch right, in, every, right. in everything, even technologies. I think it would be, uh, from political point of view, it would be worse for a human since uh, we have to be, uh, like you said, be uh, accustomed to being uh, under control by the government. So I think that's, yeah. 
Well, and I mean, I go to, and I don't think they necessarily used exactly facial rec- recognition technology, but um, the Boston bombing, you know, was an example mm-hmm. of where they went to every camera and were tracking the the person, and then watching the two individuals who, when everybody else looked or moved toward, they were the ones always going around. So being able to track that. But if, if they that, ever start, it's going to be real easy to, to fake it, at least according to this stuff. All i got to do is cock my head to the side a little well, bit. Well, that's what maybe, I was going to uh, ask, too. carry if a if vacuum I, cleaner I, with me, and I'm good to go. Or if I grew me out like a big Tom yeah. Selleck mustache, is that going to throw it off? Or is it going to be able to read the distance to my eyes, my nose, my ears? Right now, if you just... Take, extract uh, uh, images from the cameras and then probably just um, making up it's enough to fool the system. But if you have a system that can zoom in with high resolution that can watch, for example, your retina, right? Oh my gosh. Your iris go. and those, those very fine grain uh, features, then yeah, it's very, it's possible to track you. Yikes. Uh, so it depends on what, uh, what resolution the, the camera is looking at all right let's cut this off it's yeah. kind of terrifying <laughs> I, was about to say, Ain, I'm not I can't sleeping i can't thank you enough we can't thank you enough for uh for joining us today this kind of stuff's fascinating so thanks thanks a ton for uh for being here with us and uh, congrats on all the success and the kudos that are coming your way these days and uh, i can't wait to look i'm sure my google alert is going to be blowing up with another ain win story pretty soon That's so it. uh thanks a ton for everything yeah, yeah thank you jeremy and austin thank you war eagle war eagle